0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Stitcher Stuff Podcast, part of the Finish First Media Network. My name is Austin, co-host number one, joined tonight by fellow co-host number two. Brandon. Uh, obviously, one and two, we're equals here on this show. That's just how we designate it. For the 30th show, we need to
1: clarify that, just in case. If
0: you would like to call me co-host number two, and Brandon co-host number one, that would also be
1: fair. I, I think I let the power get to my head. Speaking of power, you guys have the power to leave a like on the video if you are watching this on YouTube form. So please, leave a like if you're there. It takes one second. Mm. Give that ad revenue money well
0: said no we we just need
1: subscribe Inter- we, interaction yeah. that could lead to ad how about
0: revenue? we just have somebody listen to our show before we talk about monetization anyway so then we can get that ad revenue today is one six twenty twenty one wow oh
1: oh you're terrible is Wait, it, isn't the year terrible? i'm pretty
0: sure i said that i did per- i think i said 2020 on monday you did oh no
1: because <laughs> thinking about it i, I, I hadn't thought about it, it until right now yeah It's crazy, though, because all of our problems just magically vanished once 2021 hit. Should I just say... uh, COVID's gone. The the, the second
0: year of terrible? The continuation. Uh, I'm just...
1: uh, This is just 2020.5 at this point. After the events that transpired today, which we will not speak of. Well,
0: like I I told you earlier, I'm just... Fingers crossed. I just keep telling myself that by May, things are going to be a lot better. I don't really know why I think that. I just think that, so... (laughs) Uh, man, you're coming off some jokes today, huh? Well, that's the joke I've been living through for the last year. So, I've always told myself, ah, next winter will suck, but when it's warm again, we'll be fine. So, either way, uh, I'm just gonna pretend like that's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Uh, welcome back to the show. We're Fantasy Football Podcast, so we're gonna stick to the fantasy football items. Absolutely. So, what's going on in today's show? That was an intentional pause, by the way. I'm not... I don't know. I don't want to say the word on the podcast. Uh, but that was an intentional pause. Uh, We're going to be going over. You know, bring how about you tell us? What are we going to be going over today? We're going to go over
1: five players mm. in each major position Ooh. who we think could either be sleepers or big-time value adds and impactful players for your next 2021 Redraft League. Football, redraft League. or. Maybe they're just trade targets for Dynasty.
0: Well, okay, I didn't include any of those.
1: Meaning, but they could they could interlo- That well, is going
0: to be a separate podcast. We're going to be doing a little bit of Dynasty content in the off season. Um, I love Dynasty. I just want to my my qualifications, which I will share again later. Uh, I am a in the Dynasty year the Dynasty League I've been in for two years. I am the runner up
1: two years running. I joined the Dynasty League for the first time this year, and guess what?
0: Runner up. And. uh the other one that I've been in an additional we, year. I uh I don't think I've made the playoffs in. Wait, no, I might have. We could have
1: it be a spin-off show called The Runner-Up Podcast. 2 runner runners-ups trying to fight for the number 1.
0: I've never won a fantasy league. Nice. That's probably something I probably shouldn't admit. Yeah, we keep
1: that we keep that quiet on the, on the show.
0: I mean, I've I you know, back when I was younger, those like crappy free ESPN ones where you join random people for mm-hmm. no money. I think I won one of those, but I was probably the only one updating my roster. Nice. Yeah. Shout out to me.
1: I'm just sitting here imagining doing it with random people. Whoa. I could have phrased that a little better. Whoa. But uh, <laughs> maybe save that for a different podcast. Doing redrafts with other random people and keeping up with it. like it, it, When you're like 15, it's no, kind of fun. No, I mean, like, who, who is that for? Like, people without friends?
0: Well, no, but it's like I liked doing it so much that I was like, that's a lot of the reason I like doing DraftKings and stuff because you're like, I want to keep drafting, but I only have one friend league. Like, you don't have twenty friend leagues. Fair enough. So it's just like I want to keep drafting. That's what's kind of nice about the DraftKings one where you can do like the season long ones, mm-hmm. best ball ones. Those are fun. You just keep drafting and I kind of forget about it, and it's like five I need bucks. to make
1: some moves in my dynasty pod and my dynasty league. Excuse then me. That
0: we will, we will discuss that though on a later podcast. Incredible on a later podcast. Like All right, that. so we're gonna jump right into the quarterbacks to start us out today. Um. I will just go first, so we don't have to ask who, you know, what's going on. Ooh, we're starting with the quarterback. Five minutes. minutes. These are going to be my slept-on players to draft in 2021. Um, and no, not all these. These are, when I say slept-on, I'm not talking about future rookies. I'm not saying that, you know, Jacob Eason is going to be the number one quarterback next. Year. This is going to be more guys that we've seen I hope play. He is. You know what I mean, though? This isn't (laughs) when Sam Darnold gets traded to the Chicago Bears. It's not that kind of – I'm not doing that kind of speculation. This is more kind of straightforward. So um, for my first left-on player, again, these aren't in any specific order, I have Joe Burrow. Now, I know he's not much of a sleeper at this point, but I think he's going to be one of those guys that gets kind of forgotten about. Uh, He only played 10 games. Uh, For a rookie, his touchdown-to-interception ratio was actually pretty solid. He had 13 touchdowns to five interceptions. Um, also had 142 rush yards and three rushing touchdowns, so he's he's a little bit more of a you know a, a wizard with the feet than one might think. Uh, I think it's also fair to remember that with his stats, he was getting hit a monstrous amount. So he Is was. Is any of that going to change? It was like a meme on Twitter, like he was getting hit so much that you know. Uh, but I. That being said, if they get the offensive line fixed up a little bit, which they have to, there's no way you have a quarterback like that who already has a major injury that you're just not going to. Yeah, I mean, unless you're Deshaun, Jackson, or, uh, Deshaun Watson, but. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I think that's going to be their number one deal, though. They, I mean, the, the Bengals seem to be semi competent now. They seem to be kind of on the rise a little bit. And so I think they're going to add a lot of help for him. Uh, probably get rid of A.J. Green. The younger ben targets Austin. are looking nice. And obviously, being in year two, having, you know, the whole summer, as, you know, he didn't get that in the offseason. I think he's going to end up uh, being an, a, a very good player. And I think somebody who's going to finish top 10.
1: Certainly hope so. Uh,
0: so he's my number one. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is going to be my number two. He started the year, uh, preseason ranked at 18, uh, and he finished. I think I wrote the wrong. I finished at seven, I believe. I I need to double check that. I For some reason, wrote 17, and I'm like, that's not right. So finished at number seven. He did play all 16 games. Um, So there's a little bit of worry about him. I know this is my pro segment. He was only 18th in passing attempts, but he was very... You know, he kind of did the Russell Wilson thing from a couple years ago where he was very accurate and really, you know, did everything he needed to do with those attempts. Um, 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, so he's not turning the ball over much. With Derrick Henry, I mean, that sets up the, you know, the offense really well. Um, And he actually still had 266 rushing yards. Guess how many rushing touchdowns? He had 7. Yeah. It's not even wild. You don't think of him. I know, obviously, he's a former wide receiver, but you don't think of him as being the big rushing guy. But pretty solid numbers there. Um, so this one's a little one that I'm a little confused about. A little, yeah, about. But I put Tom Brady on this list. So he started the year out at number 11. I would imagine him being another year older next year that that number is going to go down. I think the older he gets, the less people are going to have faith in him. Uh, finished the year as number 8. Had the third most yards. Second most touchdowns at 40. So I don't see any. And I know that people are going to say he had a lot of those in, you know, the last co- couple teams. games against terrible teams. So he was stat padding. But. Uh, I still think he's going to be solid. He'll have more time to work with the receivers, and his game isn't always, you know, long bombs and this, that, and other thing. And uh, amongst all the old quarterbacks, he looked like he was not falling off a cliff, you know, a.k.a. Philip Rivers, Drew Brees. So uh, I do like him going into next year. I'm kind of just going to ride him until it, you know, he works until he doesn't. So uh, keeping that mentality. Deshaun Watson is next for me. Uh, he finished five, was drafted at five. I think he actually has a lot higher ceiling than this. I could potentially see him finishing at the one.
1: Uh, personally, there are some Denver Broncos rumors. Do you think that would increase his value, or decrease it, or keep it the same if he were to get traded to the Broncos? Well,
0: any new offensive line would be help. Uh, I think that'd probably help. Yeah, the Texans are just awful, so I've I think that would heard definitely rumors
1: help. Rumors for the Washington Football Team trading two firsts, two seconds in alignment.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think that'd be nice for them too. I, you know, it'd be tough if they're trading McLaurin and this, that, and the other thing. It kind of no. depends. He's shown that he doesn't really have to have elite weapons to be good. Um, he. I mean, I know he kind of does a little bit. I don't know if we call either the Brandon Cooks and Will folder elite. They're probably I'd say it's above average. They're probably if if A plus is the max, they're probably A's, A minus. So probably A minus. So I mean, they're still pretty solid. Uh, he was first in passing passing yards with a little bit under five thousand. Had four hundred and forty four rushing yards, three touchdowns. So he's gonna be a monster. Uh, and I think that he's a lot better player than the Lamars and the uh, a lot of the other guys you might put yeah, he, up there. He throw the ball. Even Josh Allen, I'm still not convinced, uh, given how inaccurate Josh Allen has been every year of his entire life outside of this year. Well, so
1: last year he's still at like he increased it to sixty percent.
0: Yeah, I'm just I'm still a little skeptical on him. I just think Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback. Uh, you could argue if he gets a better defense, he won't have to put up as many yards because they're always losing, always passing. But uh, that'll be yet to be seen. And my runner-up, I I don't even want to call it – it's not really an honorable mention because he is the number five, but I have Carson Wentz in this spot. Um, Last year he was drafted as the number nine quarterback, um, played 12 games, so obviously he didn't finish there. He still somehow managed to finish 22, but it's – you know, I think we remember what Carson Wentz was. He was essentially – should have been or was very close to being the MVP two seasons ago. Um, and I just think under a different team or maybe a different coach or different something, give him some weapons and offensive line, I think he could definitely get back to that form.
1: you say saying Alshon is not cutting a He's
0: a high-risk high risk guy, but definitely a high-reward option as well. Uh, no, their receivers are awful. Uh, maybe uh, maybe not the rookie. But maybe Rieger's going to be okay. But uh, obviously everybody on that team has been awful, so I don't necessarily want to fully blame him. But
1: I, I sorry that took forever. I will pass it over to you. I took this more of a, a lot of it is speculation. Uh, for the first one, just going to be the QB of the Saints. Um, since we do not know, and this is excluding Breeze, because it seems logically that the next QB will either be Jameis and or Taysom Hill. Either way, I feel both of them with those weapons could easily be a quality quarterback, and I feel like they'll be undervalued as well. Taysom Hill with the legs, especially, could be a not a great quarterback, but who puts up great numbers, and that's what. Th- the Kamaras and with a healthy Michael Thomas and I believe Emmanuel Sanders is there next year too. If I, recall. I would
0: be interested to see if Taysom Hill like gets a starting spot. Yeah, yeah. Like if that he, would seem crazy to me.
1: If Tate, I don't know. Like if he sticks around for the for the Saints, I wouldn't be shocked. That just seems crazy because I I think that if he's the that, only I guy, think the only paying just... him like eight million a year too. So like the Saints could just get a. Competent guy for eight million a year for the next two I, or three. years. I
0: think that if you put him in every game, I think he would be not competent he, very quickly. I, I think
1: he'd be about average, like not incredible, uh. not horrible. Just like he wouldn't like if the guys like Daniel Jones can get a couple years starting, I feel like he can get one. Moving along, the QB of Carolina as well. There were recent comments made by the head coach Matt Rule that made it seem like he does not view Bridgewater as a. So you're just talking
0: match. about the, sl- the spot? Yeah. Okay.
1: Because I like Matt Rule made it seem that he said Teddy Bridgewater is going to have to earn it this offseason. So, and he's also said that he doesn't view him as a long-term option. So I feel like they're either going to – and he was 0 for 8 on clutch throws this season, which certainly didn't help his case. There are just too many weapons on that team, and this is with McCaffrey back, where I feel like if you put anybody decent back there, mm-hmm. they'll put up numbers. Even Teddy put up numbers, and he's not good. So hypothetically – Wentz would be kind of fun there. Yeah, hypothetically they'd get a guy like Wentz, if they'd get a guy like Stafford, Minshew, or even draft somebody. Matt Ryan? even a Matt Ryan even
0: though he's probably 49ers i like that one but Shanahan, yeah,
1: anything right. but um basically i feel like anybody they put in there unless they somehow like trade for somebody super old or something like uh if Philip Rivers wants one more year and they give him that they oh be not well, i would not want phil Rivers. But no me neither but like as long as they like fill him fill in that spot with a competent qu- quarterback i feel like they're going to be give a lot of good performances without a high asking price unless it's a guy like stafford then maybe people would jump on board mm-hmm. uh the next one ryan tanhill as you said i knew oh. the seven interceptions because i did him myself uh he's ever since joining the titans he's been elite he's been his numbers have been up there with the other elite guys and he's arguably statistically been top five since he joined there eight games of 20 points plus plus, four thousand total yards 40 touchdowns seven interceptions which is incredible. Did all of this with a two K rusher on his team too. You mentioned earlier that he was, um, was it eighteenth in attempts? Yeah, that's correct. Um, you said that was scary. At the same, I agree, but at the same time, I feel like that's also a good thing for him because if he were to move up to like tenth, I assume his production would move up too. Maybe not scale one to one, but still increase. Um, the next one, Kirk Cousins, simply because Ooh. he's. Super underrated. He was a top 10 quarter... Or I think he was number 11 this season, but whenever anybody talks about Kirk Cousins, they just talk about how bad he is, even though he was top 11. Um, nine weeks of 20-plus points. He had a very slow start, but ended really really well. I've never seen a quarterback with 4,500 yards and 36 touchdowns get so much hate in my life. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, and this, look at his record. That's why. I mean, it's like the whole Stafford thing. Stafford's defense gave up the second-most points in NFL history last year. Like, that's not his fault. Anyways... Um, he's, he's essentially the, like, I've, I've heard more hate for Kirk Cousins this season Mm -hmm. than I have Cam, Cam Newton. Well, I just think everybody accepts him. He's 10 times the player Cam Newton is. And for the last one, a little speculation. I put Trevor Lawrence. Why not? He's more likely than not going to the Jags who seem to have a decent amount of op or weapons, not incredible receivers by any stretch, but they're not inept either. Uh, Garner Minshew when starting last year and this season was a relatively safe option usually good for 15 to 20 a game which Ooh, is Minshew. which is fine but if you were to put a guy who's supposed to be better than him trevor lawrence back there he'd probably get you around 22 points a week i'd say on average which is not bad at all he might get his name might get him drafted up high but he could be a guy you might want to target um i don't think he's going to solve all of the problems that the jags have like their defense is absolutely atrocious, and I don't think he's going to win right away, so he'll be passing a lot from behind, which also could help him.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he transitions, but definitely should be pretty good. It's always a little bit hard to hang your hat on guys in the rookie season, especially right. when they're not big runners. Yeah. So that'll be definitely be interesting. Um, Moving along now, we're going to be going over the top running backs. I will try to be a little quicker on my end the, than the quarterback section. Uh, number one, I have DeAndre Swift. Uh, so he started he was drafted at number twenty nine, which I was a little bit surprised about. But I mean I guess that sounds about right given their thirty two starting. So uh drafted at thirty two, finished at twenty. He only played thirteen games and the for being honest, he was behind Adrian Peterson. One quick addition for quite a while. I
1: assume his draft stock tanked once A P signed about a week before the season. Started. Yeah, that's probably fair but, too. Yeah, anyways, go on. Uh
0: Peterson was taking touchdowns away. I yeah. think he had back to back two touchdown weeks yeah, he did. and Weird things like that, but uh, I think
1: Swift was hurt during those weeks.
0: Yeah, I just feel like he didn't have enough huge games, or wasn't consistently really good enough that people are going to, you know, when you like think if I said think of one good DeAndre Swift play, I don't think you would think of one. Like one wouldn't come to mind. So like I'm not saying he didn't have them. You know, there's just certain players like oh that guy had that 80 yard catch and. Nick Chubb had four eighty yard rushes and you know what I mean? you Derek Henry stiff armed
1: seven guys. He, he was quiet quietly really good because I remember we were speaking yeah. with some I was speaking with somebody and they're like, oh well, his team sucks. He's starting this is like week five. Like he's starting um totally lost his name. Wow. Uh oh. DeAndre Swift, sorry. Like his team sucks. He's starting DeAndre Swift. I clicked on it, he had double digits every single week yeah he like, was why what do you mean like, guy he was always this guy's doing good. fine like why are we hating
0: on this guy well a big thing that helped him was he was able to get 57 targets yeah. had uh almost 360 rushing yards two touchdowns uh had 114 rushes for 521 yards and eight touchdowns so on the lions especially scoring 10 touchdowns is a pretty big deal yeah uh and so like we mentioned i think he's gonna have a really good year next year especially again second year this was his rookie year um and obviously I don't think AP is going to be there So it's, it's it's going to be his backfield the entire time It will be a little interesting to see what they do with the quarterback position I mean, if they, you know, if, if they get a garbage quarterback I am i don't, you know, that might affect him negatively or positively Would have to see, just because the Lions are so bad That I don't know if, you know, how a lot of teams If you have a bad quarterback, you run more and it helps But I, I don't know if it actually would help in that situation But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens there In my opinion, he's the easy top 10 running back going into next year Uh, Just off the top of my head, but Mm -hmm. we'll uh, talk about that in a later podcast here. My number two, and Brandon, I'm going to let you do the next two categories uh, first. I I forgot this one, but Miles Gaskin, uh, I have him as number two on my list. He finished number 27 on the year, only playing 10 games. Um, The Dolphins actually ran the ball pretty effectively, whether it was the... uh, Oh, I just forgot the guy's name. Salvin Ahmad? Yeah, Salvin Ahmad, or, you know, just know well, i was even uh even the guy that ended up on the eagles jordan howard even jordan howard was getting touchdowns at the beginning of the year but uh, i think Miles gaskin actually has a lot of potential to have a really good season again and he's a guy that nobody thinks of when i think of like a solid running back um 142 attempts for 584 yards three touchdowns which i expect that to go up quite a bit he yeah. got vultured quite a few times Uh, And he was also able to get 47 targets for 400 uh, receiving yards and two touchdowns. So he's another one of the backs that's really heavily used in the pass game, and I expect a lot out of him, especially uh, since we're hoping the Dolphins will be a little better next year. Um, David Johnson, surprisingly, was going to be my number three. I know that's going to be a little surprising. Uh, They really started figuring out how to use him the last couple weeks of the season, uh, which, if you know anything about him, he's a very good receiving back. Uh, that's probably his best yeah. trait. And it's they didn't throw any- the ball the entire first three-fourths of the season. Not good at anything. Until else. they fired the coach, oddly enough. So he's <laughs> so believe it or not, he finished right where he was drafted at number 19. Hmm. Um, he only played 12 games, though. And I think that he was really underutilized. And we have to remember he was on a different team. So, uh, without the the offseason. So um he still managed to get 700 rushing yards and six touchdowns on only 147 attempts. So his Carries weren't bad. His last three weeks, 24, 29, 21 in full PPR. Yeah, and he finished very strong. If Deshaun Watson leaves, then we might have a different conversation. But Anybody can throw it at the back. Yeah, but yeah, that, that is true. But uh, I think he actually had a pretty underrated season, and I think he's actually pretty good going forward. I was almost thinking about trading for him in Dynasty, but I just can't do it. Uh, next, David Montgomery. So he actually finished at number 6. He was drafted at number 24. I feel like people are going to be really high on him already though. I d- after that long after that. I really do and I don't. Strategy. I think people who are in, heavily involved in football are going to be less on him and I think people who just, you know, your sister is going to be all over him. So it kind of depends what kind of league you're in. Does does that make sense? I'm saying like the casual you, fan, you, the, the casuals. Your mom, if she was in your fantasy league, is going to draft him high. Like I don't think if if you're in a good league that people, I think he could fall a little bit, just because pre-existing biases would hurt against him because like you and i just associate before their garbage. buy he was we were saying he was the warden of the worst running backs in the nfl and he was awful you got that one and he concussion. was slow and here you he go i don't know what happened but he somehow looked faster he looked quicker and there's a difference between quick and fast he played significantly better once i don't know what happened to... but he actually looked like a good running back after the buy in the concussion so i don't know what happened but he had almost 1100 yards eight rushing touchdowns 438 yards and two touchdowns through the air. They used him a lot more receiving. So I actually think he has a ton of upside where before the buy, I would have told you dude's a freaking bum. <laughs> like I I still don't know what I believe at this point. I'm going to have to go back and watch some film on him. But he's another one of those guys. Uh, and very quickly, my last one here, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, he finished at number 17, 805 yards and only 134 attempts, nine touchdowns. Uh, he didn't do too much to the passing, passing game, which – you know, it's okay when you're getting as many, you know, you're getting as many rushing yards and touchdowns that way. Uh, I would imagine he's going to be predominantly the number one guy going forward. I know Gus Edwards and uh, Mark Ingram to some extent. We're getting a little bit of run, but I'm expecting him to be the number one moving forward pretty easily. Uh, and that offense is just built to run and built to run a lot and effectively. So I'm expecting a massive season out of him. I would also move him and him into my top ten for next year.
1: Yeah, J.K. Dobbins. Fun fact in my dynasty oh. league, the guy before me drafted him. And I ended mm. up picking Kishan Vaughn because of that. Nice. And that was the worst one-two punch I could that's have caught. That's a cut. hard swing. You should have traded up. I, Well, I was thinking, like, nobody was taking the rookie running backs But, oh, I'd get him. No problem. And then mm-hmm. they took him. And I'm like,
0: Ugh. Yeah,
1: that's rough. And in my head, I'm like, oh, well, Vaughn will be fine. Nope. He wasn't fine. <clears throat> but speaking about next well, season. Well, can I real quick honorable mention? Oh, yeah. I'm just going to say his good. name. Honorable mention, A.J. Dillon. Uh, if yeah, Aaron I, uh, Jones leaves. I had an honorable mention for A.J. Dillon as well. There we go. You're All you but yeah speaking of honorable mentions aj Dillon. but going back to start same person you started with was deandre swift boomed eight out of 13 weeks because he only played 13 weeks yeah he is nice and uh double digits 10 out of the 13 weeks which is fantastic form as well did all this 10 total touchdowns average four catches per game which is very good for running backs obviously And I put in here, he's essentially supposed to be the next Miles Sanders. His uh, rookie season numbers are essentially identical to Miles Sanders' numbers, I think, except with more touchdowns and without the horrible coaching. Are you worried about on Johnson? No! (laughs) on Johnson's terrible. The one thing that worries me a little bit is if Matt Stafford does lead, he is literally the only thing keeping that offense afloat. Like, that offense, if they put a bad quarterback back there, would be nothing. And that team would be nothing. So, maybe they'll have to abandon the run. Maybe he won't get as many touches if they suck. Just going to have to abandon offense. But, yeah, who knows. Um, Following that up is J.K. Dobbins, arguably one of the best, I'd say arguably the most impressive running back of this uh, running back class, either him or Jonathan Taylor. Although his numbers won't look nearly as big as Jonathan Taylor's or other guys' simply because he didn't have the opportunities. He was number three in true yards per carry, which is great. It essentially gets rid of the garbage time and gets rid of the big runs, like the most, which is just a consistency model, which is really good. He was number five in the big run rate or big run rate as well. So carries of, I think 15 yards or more, Um, the rate of that, obviously. So that's very good. Double digit carries led to double digit points in seven out of eight weeks. So when he gets the ball, it seems like he does a lot with it and is on a very high scoring offense. And with Mark Ingram out of the way, and even Gus Johnson, who keeps sucking up carries, don't ask me why. Edwards. Gus Edwards, excuse me, chops Gus Johnson, though. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think J.K. Dobbins is gonna have a good few years in Baltimore, barring injury and whatnot. The next one's a bit speculative, and that's Tony Pollard. Um, when he this is bound to change based off scenarios. There are rumors that Ezekiel Elliott might get cut. There are rumors that he might get traded. Um, either way, if If he is the lead back, I think he has potential to put up probably top 15 to top 10 numbers. He looked really good last year when he got the start, which was only a couple games. But he's shown that by every single statistical category, he's more efficient than Ezekiel Elliott. I'd be a little worried they draft somebody. Me too, yep. That's why I put bar in the scenario. Mm -hmm. If they draft somebody else, then maybe not. But Cam Akers is my next one. He kind of – I'm going to be honest. He kind of sucked last year. That being said, he finally took over the starting role about halfway through the season. I was and so proud of him. double-digit four of the past five weeks. And he averaged over 20 carries per game in those four weeks. So it seemed like they were fully committed to him at the end of the season. So I feel like he's going to hopefully take that and run into next year with that momentum. But we'll see. The final one is Damian Harris. Very efficient running back. Number five in true Yards per carry. Great elusiveness. Number seven in the Duke. Great. Number seven in yards created per touch. Fun fact. Oh. He also ran against 7.4 defenders in the box on average. Jeez, that's fun. Which led the league. And he still had the fifth highest nice. true yard per carry. So I feel like if they get a quarterback who could actually throw the ball, mm-hmm. a.k.a. knock Cam, uh, I feel like that could free him up a little bit in the box, which would make him even more efficient. Um, he When he got the ball, was very good. And I feel like... I feel like he's their guy. Like he he looked really good. Mhm. I think it's only his second year too.
0: Huh, interesting.
1: Yeah, so it's not like some old guy who had some late career resurgence. No, he's pretty young. Mhm. No, absolutely. Um was that your he was my final one. Okay. Perfect. So how about you lead us off with the wide receivers? Here? I'm surprised to put Damian Harris in there. But uh, yeah, no no you're definitely I mean right. there there are more than 5 obviously, so I mean it, but yeah, I, that's a good one. I you assumed right. you'd have him in there, but apparently not. Um, following this receiver, one guy who was very under the radar of rookie this season was mm. Denzel Mims. He was on the Jets, so he didn't do anything. Uh, I assume with better quarterback play and more consistent play, he will hopefully um <laughs> do better. What would I like to think. He also struggled with injuries, which certainly hurts. But he started five games last season, and in those five games, he had twenty receptions and three hundred yards. Which you might say three hundred yards. That isn't much. That's on track for hundred across five games. That's on that's on track for about roughly a thousand yard season. So if he can carry that momentum in, get better quarterback play, maybe he can have his breakout year this year. He's kind of a stretch. The next one, Sterling Shepard, he probably had the quietest season out of any receiver this season. Eight of his twelve weeks were double digits in PPR. He did all this with only three touchdowns. The QB play couldn't get any worse, and he was clearly the guy on the giants in a very with a very underrated season. He had 8 weeks with 6 catches or more and he only played in 12 games. So he gets targeted a lot and he catches a lot and I feel like if he can get some consistent quarterback play, he could actually move up even further. Mm-hmm. Darnell Mooney is my next one. He had a decent rookie campaign, 8 or more points in his final 6 games, so he ended pretty strong. He even ended on an 11 catch game, which is great. PPR monster if he can improve. And all of this has been done with very sus quarterback play. So maybe he's another of those guys I expect to make the leap. He's a rookie this year. Maybe he'll make that leap. Another – yeah, Jacob Myers is a – Jacoby Myers is a rookie, right? Yes. He too, I feel like, will have a much, much, much more successful sophomore campaign. He had one catch through the first six weeks. Following that, he had seven double-digit weeks across 11 weeks, 12 catches in week nine in particular, averaged 10 points per game with zero touchdowns, and all this with Cam throwing the ball. Yeah, it's so, not something you like to see. So, yeah, get him somebody who could throw the ball, and I assume he will just skyrocket next year. I could see him being—he's one of the guys who I could see being a huge jump cousin. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, he essentially has a running back throwing the ball. And the last one, this is a big stretch, Travis Fulgham. I'm still not off the train. Oh, In games without Alshon, he averaged 19.5. Peterson insisted on playing Alshon over Fulgham, and Alshon is not expected to return next season. So I could see him at least obviously not averaging 19.5 with Alshon gone. However, I thought there was a good chance he returns, but I hope not. I heard there was a they were thinking about restructuring the deal, but he most likely wouldn't come back. I hope not i read that i think today or yesterday he doesn't need to be there no he doesn't and yeah if if they could actually give travis a shot i feel like for where i assume he like won't be drafted and i assume if he actually gets a start or gets a spot that he'll be worth drafting i mean i know it's like a pretty low pretty low bar to set but hey that's okay he's the final one
0: perfect great list great list uh, mine are a little bit different here My first one is going to be Robbie Anderson Just because I don't think people think of him as When they think of, you know, value plays Or anybody they care about um, He finished the year as the number 27 Which was kind of odd But I think a lot of it's just because he had he had 1,100 yards and uh, three, three touchdowns, touchdowns yeah. Which is extremely strange And that was on 97 receptions So he's killing it in PPR anyway But yeah, that's just really strange that you'd have Almost 100, you know, receptions 1,100 yards and three touchdowns So I'd expect some of that to change uh, i still expect him to get a lot of high volume and if we get a better quarterback there i think that it's not asking much there's a there's a good chance that those touchdown numbers will go up especially since a lot of him were from his his were from far out uh he does have a lot of weapons around him which still touchdowns so that'll make it always a little bit hard but he obviously i mean he he's due to score more than that and that should yeah. that you know even two or three touchdowns would propel him way, way farther up uh he was drafted at the 57 so
1: uh,
0: nice it'll be a nice little bump for him uh, Cole Beasley's is my next one. I know he's I getting a little older. I think he's thirty-one or thirty-two. 31, okay. at this moment. Um, but he's a guy. He had eighty-two receptions for nearly a thousand yards and four touchdowns. Um, and I don't, you know, see a reason why he can't do that again. Uh, obviously, the Bills are throwing it a lot. Josh Allen looks good. There's no real reason to expect any, of, you know, any of his the reasons he's good to like stop being yeah. there. So, uh, and he's obviously not the one. Probably maybe not even the two. But he's a solid number three. And in that offense, that's going to be enough to get you a thousand. Uh, and he's a guy I really like, and every year nobody thinks of him as being, a, you know, a big anything guy. I mean, he, John Brown's another
1: one of those. Let's just guys, be honest;
0: yeah. he's probably a wide receiver too, to a flex option. He's not going to be your one or anything like that. But for where you always draft him, he's always a great value. So, guy that I'm really looking forward to having next year, hopefully. Uh, the next guy going to be T. Higgins. Uh, so he had 67 receptions for 908 yards and six touchdowns on his rookie campaign. Um, this was also having Joe Burrow during his rookie campaign uh, And a guy who, you know, and garbage quarterbacks to follow So uh, that's pretty solid for, you know, for the situation And I expect him to get better He's obviously a very good player uh, I expect Joe Burrow to be back and better And I expect the team just as a whole to be a lot better So I think there's, a, you know, better days ahead for him Hopefully A.J. Green will be out of there And uh, there'll be more opportunity for him uh, the one weird thing was out of the, you know, he only had 67 receptions on 108 targets. So, his catch rate wasn't overly high. Um, a lot of that probably wasn't due to him, but just something that was kind of weird. So, I would expect that, you know, to to go the other way and him to get more receptions. Uh, Brandon Cooks is my next guy. 119 targets, 81 receptions, 1,150 yards. He has 1,000 wherever he goes. Six touchdowns. Yeah, he's very good. Apparently, people don't think so. But he's always the one the one concussion away. But, He played 15 games this year. Looks great. won't get it. Was on the new team, and uh, barring uh, Deshaun Watson leaving, I don't – you know, obviously when uh, Will Fuller's there, he has a little more competition, but I don't see any reason why he can't repeat. Uh, Finished at number 16 overall and was drafted at 36. Uh, So really good value there. I expect the same out of him. Uh, Another guy, C.D. Lamb, uh, ended the number 16 wide receiver, 111 targets, 74 receptions, so his catch rate wasn't super high either. Uh, he did manage five touchdowns, and all of this is without uh, Dak uh, outside of the first. What was it? Four games? Five games? I think he got hurt or in the six. fifth. Six? Yeah, something like that. He made it quite a while, so I expect a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of work out of him. Maybe they'll lose either Gallup or um, Cooper next year. I'm not entirely sure how the hope so. wide receiver situation is going to pan out, but Dak does heavily favor CD Lamb to Gallup, where Andy Dalton favored Gallup to CD. So uh, I think he's going to get a lot more work, and I think people are going to forget how good him and Dak work together and kind of remember the Andy Dalton uh, ending of the Nonsense. year there. Um, and then one other guy... Uh, man, man, how many did I go through? Okay, that's five. Uh, I have one other guy, just wanted to throw in at the end here, and that's going to be Hollywood Brown. So his catch rate is very low. He caught 58 yeah. out of 100 balls. Uh, he did have the most drops, and I think it was this season, in the NFL, one week, I think he had five or six. Um, but I think he's, he's going to be very, you know, a lot better moving forward. His last... For five weeks, he had twelve plus points every single game. Uh, so he had, he had a bunch of touchdowns in PPR. So, like we mentioned, only had a fifty-eight percent catch rate, but he had eight touchdowns and seven hundred seventy yards. So, I'm expecting a lot from him moving forward. He kind of showed that he was going to be the receiver, you know, the number one guy outside Granted, of he
1: that much competition. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: exactly, and I don't think that's going to change either. So, I really like him this or for the next season, and I think you're going to be able to get him at a spot that's very affordable.
1: All right, tight ends. Cole Komet, number one. Jimmy Graham is still a mystery. They don't believe he'll be back for this year, and he was the backup. One of the more t- – or Comet was one of the more highly touted backups. And
0: if he can get some of Jimmy's touchdowns, too. Yeah, exactly. Jimmy had a ton of
1: touchdowns. And he wasn't really much of a part of the offense, especially at the beginning of the season, but he ended up being a decent backup by the end. He's expected to make this big leap this upcoming year, and he was one of those guys for Dynasty. I feel like he's maybe not a must-own, but a should-own. Ooh. Logan Thomas, number two. You might say Brandon. Why would you put a top five, um, top five tight end on this list? Hey, why are you doing that? Well, I'm, I'm doing it because he ended as top five with horrible quarterback play. We ex- we expect better quarterback play next year. He, and simply because he won't be drafted as a top five. Mm-hmm. The Logan Thomas. People see Logan Thomas and they'll be like, oh, nope. We need to. Be was draft. he the guy that was a quarterback in college? I don't know. I think, okay. but. He won't be drafted as a top five, I don't think. So, And I think that his value will only go up because he had Dwayne Haskins throwing him the ball and he had Alex Smith on one and a half legs throwing him the ball. Mm, so, never good. No, never good. I feel like it can only go up from there. Double digit points in nine of the last 11 weeks. He's very consistent. He ended very strong. I think he's going to be one of the, like one of the, maybe not league winner, but he's definitely put your league ahead assuming he's not drafted as a top five head end, which I doubt he will be. Blake Jarwin, he's another guy. He's expected to be the guy this season. Very hyped, and I assume the hype will carry over. Only problem was he tore his ACL week one, so that's why he didn't live up to the hype this year. But I feel like people are gonna forget about him and not really keep the same hype that he had, even though tell the tell the tell the listeners what team he's on. They might have forgot. He's on the Dallas Cowboys. There we go. Yep, and then Dalton Schultz took his place. Um. Next, we have Zach Ertz. He was a victim of the dumpster fire known as the Eagles. Six straight seasons with 700 yards or more prior to this, which for a tight end is fantastic. He's expected to be traded, which, depending on where he goes, he could be a huge addition, and he could get that spark that he needs if you're looking for a tight end with a lot of upside. But maybe maybe people will get hyped into him if he gets traded. I don't know. But I feel like he has enough upside where he's worth at least checking out depending on where he's at next season the final one is kind of the same logic jimmy graham if he gets traded i don't think jimmy graham is very good but in the right scenario like even in chicago this year he got a bunch of touchdowns Mm -hmm. he's still a good red zone threat and if you put him on a high scoring offense trying to think a high scoring offense with a bad tight end i don't know like, there's, there's got to be some out there, though. If you put him on one of those teams, I feel like he could get you definitely some production for where he'll be drafted at.
0: No, I'm with you on that. I agree. Um, So we'll run through mine real quick. Oops. My number one is going to be Robert Tanyan, finished as the number three tight end. Um, 52 receptions, 586 yards, 11 touchdowns. I don't see any reason why that can't continue when he's going to be more ingrained in the offense. Uh, given how much, you know, attention – uh, Aaron Rodgers or not Aaron Rodgers, but uh, Devonte Adams takes up. He's usually always open on some kind of weird crossing route or something going on. So, are you scared that if the
1: well, are you scared that if the Packers go after a new wide receiver too, that he'll get less volume due to this? Uh, maybe sure?
0: a little bit, but I mean, like I said, what's, he didn't even have 600 receiving yards, so it's not like he's Does getting. Does that worry a, you at all? Uh, no, I'm a, I'm very moderately concerned. Jay Sternberger was the starter. Uh, And he got hurt very early in the season, but I don't think he's going to be good enough to take over But We call that addition by subtraction. Yeah, and again, these are tight ends, so we're just kind of throwing darts here a little bit. But uh, he's going to be my number one. Logan Thomas, as you mentioned, is going to be my number two. Uh, 72 receptions is quite a bit for a tight end, especially one that nobody really thinks much of and had a bad tight end. No, um, I
1: only noticed how good or how well he was doing a few weeks ago.
0: Well, yeah, I mean he's I was at
1: like, a who is this guy?
0: Just for comparison, so he finished number seven with hundred and ten targets. Robert Tanyan had fifty nine and was number three. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, weird things going on. Uh so I like him as well. Um, like you mentioned, I think Blake Jarwin's also gonna be a good play. Uh Dalton Schultz ended the year with six hundred yards, four touchdowns, so I think there's a lot of room there and that's without Dak. So I thought I was being sneaky by putting um
1: Blake jarwin on there but apparently not
0: yeah i think well i you know kind of depends who's starting whoever the starter is there is going to be a good play i think especially given how much they throw and maybe they make an adjustment with their receiving options so that would also probably help uh the next guy i have is earth smith jr uh so kind of depends a little bit what they do with kevin rudolph and how much he plays but he was a guy who was emerging a little bit on the vikings towards the end of the season did finish number 21 overall so not nothing huge um but like we said, he was only able to get 43 targets, but he turned his 30 receptions into 365 yards and five touchdowns. So he was a promising young guy, and I think that, you know, given the situation that he plays more uh, and gets out there better, I think he's going to be a, a great option as well. Uh, last guy I had was just kind of an honorable mention. Uh, I just want everybody to remember, O.J. Howard still lives. So He, he was fine when he was, didn't I think in, in some world out there, I don't maybe – you know, it's always interesting to see what Gronk will look like as he's another year older. Uh, but OJ, OJ Howard, assuming he's on the Bucks and Gronk is still there and Bro, Braid is still there, I still think he can have, you know, some semblance of, you know, of beauty. But it might be a little more hard now, harder now than it originally was. He's a
1: big Dynasty guy. A couple of years ago, wasn't he? Yeah, I have People were really to. excited about him.
0: I wish he'd get... I, at this point, I don't know why they don't trade him, honestly. Because they have... I mean, with the receiving options, or they have... Or
1: Cameron or somebody. Like, why stock on the three of them? Or well, I
0: think O.J. Howard would have trade value. Where, you, you know, when you have the three elite receivers that they do, and, you know, Brayton is serviceable, and obviously Gronk is still serviceable, you know, you might as well just... If you can get anything for him, I probably would. So, yeah. especially coming off injury. But we'll have to see about him. Uh, uh, he's obviously a, you know whatever you want to call it for a reason. The uh the bonus player. I, I forgot what it's called. The extra guy. With the other guy on my list. He's honorable not one through five. Yeah, he's an honorable mention. There we go. The dishonorable oh, for mention. For goodness sake. Yeah. Uh, so that was a little rough. It's
1: alright. It's late. Now
0: we're going to move on to one of our new fun sections for this week because we can uh, it's the only week we can do this. This is going to be the playoff preview very quickly. Oh, the playoff preview. Yeah, and it's not, it's not going to be anything too crazy. I just wanted to very quickly discuss uh, the options, uh, or, you know, the teams, the match, the matchups, how we think that's going to play. And if you would mind grabbing some odds for us, that would be very, very helpful.
1: Yeah, give me one second.
0: All right, so I will just jump into it and start talking about the first game. First game that we have is going to be Tennessee... Versus Baltimore in my first game. I'm looking at a, for whatever reason, I'm looking at a, 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 a bracket, like a March Madness looking bracket. That's here. what that's what I have here. Okay,
1: too. so actually I'd like to give a quick shout out. Um, the Buffalo, uh, sorry, the New York Knicks were able to win in a big oh. comeback win against the Utah Jazz. They are now five and three. If only you would have bet them a half. Time. And they're essentially playoff bound. But you can continue. Sorry. So
0: this is the game that I'm gonna one of the games that I'm gonna dub like the Fraud Bowl here. So, What do you know about fraud balls? I think both teams, I, I don't trust either team at all. Um, if we look through the Ravens' schedule, I have it pulled up in front of me. They beat the Browns 38-6 to week one. And obviously the Browns are a playoff team. I think the Broads are frauds as well. So I hate even counting that as
1: a big win. That last game against the Browns, that was a nice game though. I'll give it to them. They beat the Colts. Now they lost they're frauds if anybody. The Colts are, are frauds if anybody. They lost to the they they
0: uh they lost to the Titans. I mean, if you look through here, they lost to the Steelers. They did beat the Browns twice, but again, I think Browns are frauds.
1: So they don't really won Browns too. We're a very different team than Browns now. If you look through their schedule, they don't have a signature win.
0: Unless you want to call it the Colts.
1: The Colts is their best win pretty easily. The Colts are not a signature win considering like seven teams have beaten them. Well, they beat the Packers, but
0: they shouldn't have. I don't want to talk about that game. But they really I mean, and if you want to say Washington's a playoff team, they beat no. them. No. I guess fair enough. Uh-uh. But I'm not taking that. I'm just going to say the the the, the Ravens don't have a signature win. Um I'm also concerned about. Uh Lamar Jackson. I don't think he's a very good quarterback. And I mean, you know, this isn't obviously not their first time playing the Titans. So I think the Titans are gonna have their number a little bit. They beat him in the playoffs last year. Easily. Um, you know, it's a lot of it's gonna come down to how good the defense plays, I think, and how many mistakes Tannehill makes. Uh and he doesn't make them. If, if he doesn't make mistakes, I think it's gonna be very hard for them to to uh to beat the Titans. However, the Titans don't have a very good defense either, so that's why it makes it a little confusing i mean you know if you just want to compare schedules they did lose to the browns the titans who were blown out twice by the ravens that was a weird game though uh, i mean and if you want to be i mean obviously they beat the bills 42 to 16 that's which, another weird game. that's probably their signature win i would say i mean they lost to the steelers you know they lost to the browns i i don't think that they and they they did beat the colts as well so they're a very up and down team got blown out by the packers i don't think either team is overly great um if I had to guess, I think that. Well, I, mean, I think personally that the the uh, Titans are going to win. I really wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. But what's uh, do we have a line on this one? The line. Let me pull it up. I'm not going to guess it. You can just tell me.
1: The line is three and a half point favorites. Guess who it is? Um, I'm probably going to be the Titans, right?
0: Ravens. Really? Yep. Oh, this might be a good money game. I it I my money's on the Titans.
1: Uh, I agree with just about everything you said. The Titans, I feel like, will win it. Um, I'm looking at the statistics of Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. His first game, 14 for 29, 194 yards, and he lost the next season, 31 for 59, 52 percent, one touchdown, two picks. He just in the in the postseason he hasn't really shown up, and that's always been his big knock. Again, in the big oh, game, yeah. he never shows up, and. I've said this multiple... I said it even last week. The... Or maybe last show. I'm not sure. But... Basically, the Ravens take advantage of stupid football teams. Like, when they beat the Browns... That was kind of rude. When they beat the Browns week one, the Browns had, I think, six turnovers. And I think they had two of them within their own 10-yard line. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, geez, I'd hope you blow this team out. But Tannehill doesn't turn the ball over like an idiot. Um, That's usually a good thing. Yeah. Derrick Henry has had 2,000 yards this season with two lost fumbles. So... I don't see them making stupid mistakes. And I see the Ten- Tennessee Titans winning this game. Oh, so you're taking the Titans as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm definitely cooking up some parlays in the
0: lab that I'm excited Ooh, about.
1: In the lab. Yeah, In the lab. I like the sound of that. Uh,
0: how about you tell us what you're thinking about the next game here, which is going to be Browns uh, versus the Steelers. If you need me to go, I can go
1: as well. But. You know... I don't have any faith in the Steelers. I don't have any faith at all. That being said, I don't have a ton of faith in the Browns either. How- the Browns
0: have no good wins, just for the record. They beat the Colts. I'd say that's their only good win. Do the Steelers have any good wins? I, I mean, I they, they, the Steelers at least were ten and two. I mean, I or ten and zero or twelve and zero. Sorry. I mean, they, they did get blown up. They on beat Steelers. the Ravens. They have beat the Ravens. They
1: have beat the Browns. The Browns got blown out by the Steelers, but then beat them later that year. So, it's it's going to be weird. I think the Steelers are very, very cold right now. Um, they beat the Ravens twice. Once was without Lamar. With uh, I, I'm still saying that the Browns, I think, are going to win. Um, Baker's got an edge. Or Baker has a lot more potential than I Ooh. think Big Ben does at this point in his career. Last time I watched Big Ben play. He looked absolutely dreadful. You didn't like what you saw? Who was it against? It was a Thursday night game. Or Monday night, the other night we were watching. I can't remember. Um,
0: That's a good question. I'm not sure. It
1: was a couple games ago, though, and he just looked absolutely dreadful. It was the one where – it was against a horrible team. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to remember either. I'll try pulling it up. But I have more faith in the Browns. I think that their running game is better. I think their passing game is better. I just don't think their defense is better. However, I think that Big Ben – has been so bad as of late. It was the Bengals. Oh please I think, take it easy on Big Ben. I think Big Ben has been so bad as of late. It their bad defense doesn't really matter. He'll make the mistakes for them. Oh, Yeah, I this is another one of those ones I
0: so oddly enough, I don't feel very confident about any of the games really. Uh, I mean a couple. Washington obviously, but we'll talk about that one later. Uh yeah, leave it to Tom Brady get another buy in the first round. So I'm gonna I I'm gonna take the Steelers on this one. I, I think I feel pretty good about it, too. I would be willing to put them in a parlay. I'm probably just going to make a parlay with every game. Ooh, big parlay. Yeah, I'm taking the Steelers. I'm sure they're projected to win by at least three and a half. Let me pull it
1: up. They're in a list in a strange order. i got to find it. Not really. Yeah, I don't know. what Here it is. It appears that the Pittsburgh Steelers are the favorites. Can you guess by how many?
0: Um, three and a half.
1: Six. Really? Yep.
0: Oh, boy. I I would take them straight. I would take the money line. I I wouldn't want to, I mean uh, I'd take the Browns straight up. Oof, no, not not me. Not me. That's 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 not it for me, but <laughs> I don't know. So, the next game we have is going to be Bills Colts. Um again, with the Colts, I'm I'm not too hyped about the Colts. I don't think they're all that great. I don't have much to say here. I think that I don't think their defense is quite good enough that they're going to be able to stop Buffalo. Um, and I think Buffalo's defense can kind of show up when it counts. I think Philip Rivers is going to make some very poor turnovers. If there's it.
1: one guy I had no faith in, other than Big Ben, it would be Phillip Rivers. Oh, come on. This dude's just a disaster waiting to happen in pocket. pocket. Um, I agree with you with the Bills are going to win this one. Um, primarily because Phil doesn't have much upside anymore. Mm-hmm. And Josh Allen has a lot of upside. And their defense is better. The one thing they got on the Bills is they have a better running game. But so has every single team the Bills has played this season. And they've won 13 games mm-hmm. and lost three. So their lack of a running game hasn't really affected them in many games. And I don't see it affecting them in this game either. The Bills are favored. Can you guess me how many? Uh, I'm going to say by five. 6.5. Taking the Bills. Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that seems about right, I think. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bills as well. I think I'll, I'd probably be willing to put all these teams in a parlay so far. It's such Actually, canceled.
1: Never mind. Hmm? Never mind. I, I misread something. Oh, all right. How about you tell us about... what you tell us about Washington? You want versus? me to talk about the Chiefs game? They don't play. Congrats on the 10 bucks you won last week, by the way. Me? Betting on the Chiefs this upcoming week. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> My um...
1: The Buccaneers Washington, uh the four seed Washington against the five seed Buccaneers. Um, Buccaneers first team in NFL history to get a first round bye with the five seed. Um, this isn't really worth talking about. Buccaneers are gonna absolutely annihilate them. Yeah, I agree. I don't think the quarter I think the quarterback is gonna be a disaster. I'm assuming this line is gonna be huge. This line is first off, this is tame compared to the Bills. Like the Bills were supposed to win by six point five which is technically seven. But these the odds, Tampa Bay is supposed to win by eight. That's really disrespectful to Tampa Bay. Or really respectful. The, to the only way that Tampa Bay has any kind of chance is
0: if Washington can get really heavy pressure on Brady. Which, and if a
1: team could, it probably would be them. But even Brady well, under pressure, there's no way he's Tampa worse than Tampa has a really Smith. good
0: D-line as well. But there's
1: no way he's worse than Alex Smith.
0: But yeah, I'm taking Tampa on this yeah. one. This is... The, the funny thing is, is I feel outside – I think the, the game so far that I feel the worst about picking is going to be Titans-Baltimore. That's a tough one. I would probably leave that – I might leave that one off the parlay. I feel pretty
1: good about all the other games. Moving along. Saints-Bears. Um, oh, no Seahawks-Rams? Oh, you want to go to that one next? Seahawks-Rams. Seahawks-Rams.
0: Uh, It kind of depends who starts a quarterback for this one. A little bit. I know a lot of people don't care if it's Jared Goff or not because they don't think he adds anything. No, it doesn't. Because even with Jared Goff,
1: they're going to get destroyed.
0: The Seahawks are so up and down that it makes – The Rams it, lost to the Jets. Yeah. With Goff. Talk about up and down. Cooper Cup's back. I mean – He was there with the Jets. This is this is going to be one I think I'm I'm going to stay away from as well. I don't think I'd put money on this game, but I'm taking the Seahawks. I think that they're – I hate to say the better football team because mcveigh can out coach people he does a very good job on the coaching ends of things they're just too inconsistent i mean the both teams are the problem is, is they're both wildly inconsistent and the offenses look terrible week to week i mean any given week so i don't feel confident about this one but
1: i'm taking seattle these two teams are the two teams where i see the record every time i'm like how do they have that many wins For yeah both I mean, of these teams i
0: mean that's pretty i'm accurate. taking
1: the seahawks just because the seahawks have lost quite a few recently they haven't lost anybody at the at the chats level Because there are no teams at the Jets level. But (laughs) they haven't lost in that That need to be said. I'm taking the Seahawks. The final game, the Saints and Bears. Oh, I'm sorry. The spread. Three and a half points.
0: Probably for the Seattle, right? For the Seahawks. I would probably take Seattle. But I would not put money on
1: this game, I don't think. Moving along. The number seven Bears against the number two Saints. I'm going to go out on a bold prediction. Oh, how bold? Bears are pulling the upset. I'm calling it oh, out. Oh, Bears are pulling off the upset. Oh, no way. I called it the beginning of the season no way. to toot my own horn. I called the 2,000 yard season for Derrick Henry, and I'm no calling way. the Bears upset. All right, so on the I'm Saints. expecting
0: you to put money where your mouth is here.
1: If I remember to,
0: I will. How much money? I'll put 10 on it. Right now. Well, let's pull up the phone. Actually, I need to see the odds. That's first. a terrible bet. Oh, the Bears are probably projected to lose by at least 10. It's probably going to be like 11 and a half.
1: Projected by 10. The Bears are going to stun the Saints. No, they are not. Drew Brees is going to retire after that. Who's
0: going to do that?
1: Rich Trubisky? He's been running hot. What's hot mean? They just got beat by the Packers badly. He's been running hot. Uh, What's his name? Montgomery's been running hot. Mooney. uh, We got Cole Komet out there. They got dominated last game by a playoff team. This is the upset of the week. Where's the app? No, it is not. Here it is right here. Uh, oh, plus 400 I can win 50 bucks if they win. I'm putting 10 on it right now. Oh, that's a waste. You just threw money away. Uh, not yeah. a chance. Okay, I told the app to remember me, and it didn't remember. Oh, no, it needs my fingerprint. Never
0: mind. I wouldn't take that at – I'm trying to think what it would take for me. Would I do that at 20 to 1? I don't even know if I'd do that at 20 to 1. Well, we'll not see. Not a chance. Not a chance. I'm, I'm like, getting uh, my Lamar Ball swag up and not a chance. Not a
1: chance. Never been beaten. Saints never lost to oh, the Bears. It didn't do it. Here oh. we go,
0: 10. Yeah, they're like, are you sure? You are you? You have to pass some kind of mental acuity test.
1: Bet placed. Straight bet. Chicago Bears, $10, that 400 Putting it right there. Well, Remember the camera that.
0: doesn't have automatic zoom.
1: Or, well, no, no, it doesn't have focus. Well, just, No, the focus is back here. Just
0: edit it, edit it in. I can't. It's going to be blurred. Dude, the focus green, is green here.
1: Screen. Just green screen it in. Yeah. We're good.
0: Yeah, my editing prowess is. Yeah. Uh. Just And we can talk about this on next week's show as we keep going here.
1: Who next you, week, we'll talk about how I was right on this bet.
0: Who are you projecting to win the, the whole thing? What's your Super Bowl? Who's playing against who in the Super Bowl? And we can update this every week. I just want to hear initial thoughts before anybody plays.
1: Whoever wins the Super Bowl is coming out of the AFC. Just real quick, do Chiefs beat the Titans? Do they play the Titans? If they win, yes. I thought they played the lowest seed. Oh, yeah. Let's it say hypothetically. Oh, ne- never mind. Sorry. I was looking at the bracket wrong.
0: Never mind. Who do you think is playing in the Super Bowl? No,
1: no, that's what initially I'm like. Never mind. I read it wrong. So I'm like, how is this fair? The Chiefs play the Bills If the Bills win? I'm like, wait. No, hold on. Who
0: do, you th- who do you think they play?
1: So the AFC, it's either going to be the Chiefs or the Bills. Like, I have that like, set in stone in my head. I it's, don't think the Bills can beat the and Chiefs, who, but that's If fair. one team could beat the the Chiefs, I think it's the Bills. All right, that's fair. Because the they played one time in the season. It was in really bad rain, and it just turned into who could run the ball better. Mm. Everybody knows everyone could run the ball better than the Bills. So that one, I don't really count as much of a loss. But I think if a team could win in a shootout against the Chiefs, it's the Bills. And I think if the Bills win, they're winning the Super Bowl. So who but are you? Oh, boy. Of course you do. Who, no, whoever comes out of the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl. So – eats either the Chiefs or the Bills are going to win it, and, but they're either going to go up. I'd say they're probably going to go up against. I the, think it's, the Packers or the Bucks. I,
0: that was what I was going to say. I think it's Packers. Bucks. It's going to be Packers Bucks. Saints have a chance too, though.
1: I don't think so. Packers Bucks. They're going to get eliminated first round against either the Bills or the Chiefs. I think those are the easily the two the top four teams. I
0: think it's Chiefs. It kind of depends. I think if I think the Bucks can beat the Packers again, I don't like that at all. Like I just
1: watched the Bills beat the Doors off of the Steelers.
0: I have a bad feeling it's going to be Chiefs Bucks. But we'll have to yeah. see. Chiefs Bucks or Chiefs Packers, that's how I see it, but it also could be Saints. But again, them, I I still
1: think whoever comes out of the AFC is going to win, unless they get some like horrific injury in the Super Bowl and people go, "Dude, like, oh, I told you so." But like barring injury, Chiefs or Bills, most I'd say it's a 60-40 for Chiefs and I'd say about 60-40 for the Packers mm. with the Bucks in there. Who wins the Super Bowl? Chiefs or Bills? No, no, no Like, Oh, okay. Whoever comes out of the AFC, <sighs> which I I assume will be the Chiefs. I'm just
0: going to say Chiefs are going to win just by default because I don't feel strong enough to take any other stand, no. logically. Because,
1: yeah, the, the, if the Bills could take down the Chiefs, or if, I guess the Chiefs just wet the bed, mm. but if not, it's the it's gonna be the chiefs all right well
0: that's gonna do it for today's show
1: what a great show
0: uh i would like to thank everyone again for listening thank you all for tuning in we will be back next monday we're gonna to try to do a monday wednesday kind of rotation here um we're gonna get into some dynasty stuff in the near future maybe not next week but pretty soon here um gonna have some fun mix stuff up a little bit maybe hopefully get the website updated you know, on Twitter. Bring our, um, on our dual camera views back. All kinds of fun pod. things. I've been making a meme lately. Don't follow us there yet. Man. We're gonna. The hope is that the Twitter gets operational. We have one. We just I've got, got a meme, dude. We don't use it. No, you. that is the meme. Now stop. You yeah, need I to stop d- plugging a Twitter that's dead. Suit for yourself now. Pod it will be on Twitter. Follow it
1: so when that meme gets complete, then you'll see it yeah, first. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We're just wasting it. Waste it.
0: If you want to waste follow spots, then go for it. Uh, you not, have unlimited. I know they are. Limited. Well, per day max, but... Uh, we'd like to thank everyone again for listening. Uh, like I said, we'll be back shortly. We'll try to have our stuff updated soon, and if we'll try to have some more exciting content. Okay, no, leave I, a I like. y- You had your chance to plug. Leave
1: a like. Come uh, on. It's that
0: easy. Enjoy the rest of your evening, morning, I afternoon, you. wherever the hell you're at. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. And leave a like.